Yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers, are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off the Map podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll dive into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take you from A to B and have some fun along the way. My name is Jessica Cross, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode. It's Jess, and this is Marketing Off the Mat. I'm so excited to share this conversation I had with my friend, Sarah Young. She is a CPA and the virtual CFO at her business, Young & Co. She's very passionate about helping women business owners create the income they've always dreamed of instead of struggling with the financial side of their businesses. She's worked with dozens of clients who she's seen firsthand that struggle with paying themselves, who are stressed out to the max, and don't really understand their business financially. She is such a dream to talk to. She makes the finance side of things really, really easy to understand. It's very approachable conversation and super valuable and actionable feedback that you can take right now in your business today. Um, So as a teacher, we are often thinking that, you know, finance isn't wrapped up in our business and it so is, and it's so important. And we get into all the things, logistics from our business, talking about financial statements, things that you can implement right away, as well as pricing. So without further ado, take a listen to this episode. You're going to love it. Hey, Sarah. Hi, thank you for having me today. Oh my gosh. Thanks for being here. I really, really appreciate your time. And I'm just so excited to share your wisdom and your incredible expertise in the finance world for the audience today. I know we're going to get into some really juicy stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. I hope I can give some good tips that people can walk away with. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know that you will. Thank you so much again for being here. So tell us a little bit about how you became this amazing presence in in the finance world and um, and, and supporting women in in small business. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Sarah Young. I'm the founder of Young & Co., which is my business. We provide virtual CFO and tax services to growing small business owners who are really looking to just grow their business, make more money, you know, live the life that they want. Um, We're there to help. And I didn't really start off doing that. You know, I'm a CPA and I just kind of started my business in 2018 as a side hustle, just kind of doing anything and everything that anybody wanted me to do, which I know a lot of us start off that way. Um, But over time, I just realized that, I don't know, I just sort of have like this I have this passion for helping business owners, especially women business owners who don't really understand their finances. They feel overwhelmed and stressed about it. Like I want to make it so it's approachable and easy for you to understand because I think everybody should have the ability to, you know, grow their business and meet their goals, whatever their goals are. So, um, yeah, now I've transitioned to doing more of the, you know, we do we help with bookkeeping, we help with taxes, but we more importantly help with like just the big picture stuff. Like what's a strategy for you? What's your plan? Like, what are your goals and helping you create a plan to meet those? So I think it's really, really exciting. It's really exciting stuff to actually make a difference in business owners' lives. 
Yes, I, I'm. I'm so so sure that you already are with everything that you're you're bringing into the world. That's incredible, and it's sort of this idea of demystifying finance and your own personal budget, your own personal finance, and long term goals. I feel like this is something that, for the most part, at least in my education, uh, I didn't get, and I feel like it's so important. So I love that you stepped in even as a side hustle too, to just start bringing this into the world. So awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, people think you have to have an MBA to like understand your financial statements. And that is so not true. So yeah. <laughs> I'm here to help you understand it. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank goodness. Cause we need you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you mentioned you had your side hustling. So you're, you're working for somebody and then, and you kind of started your business. So how did that all go? Yeah, so I'll try to tell the shorter version of the story. Um, so I started my accounting career in the big four at one of the big accounting firms. And um, after I worked there for a few years, I had enough of working crazy hours. Um, and I went and I worked for a large public company in my town that or my city that I live in. And I kind of moved up the corporate ladder and just all along, I always thought of starting a business, but I never really knew what I was going to do. Like, it didn't occur to me just to use the gifts that I already had. Like, I thought, oh, accounting, like, who's going to run an accounting business, you know? But um, actually, my husband, he was doing freelance work and trying to start his own business. And it sort of inspired me to, like, think, well, if he can do it, like, certainly, certainly I can do it. <laughs> And the catalyst really was right after we got married, we, he had a tax person and I had always done my own taxes because like, obviously I would. And, but he, he was like, no, we're busy. He had a business. We had a rental property. Like we had a lot going on and we were like, okay, we'll just outsource it. I was busy anyways. And it was just the worst experience. Like they were late. They didn't communicate. They miss stuff that only I miss, I knew because I know what I'm looking at. Um, and then I just remember in the end, I asked, well, is there anything we can do to pay less in taxes, anything you're seeing? And they were like, no, nah, we don't think so. Just keep making more money. Like that's the wrong answer. <laughs> like that's not, <laughs> if people tell you that, like, you know, to an extent, yes, you're going to make, have to pay taxes if you make money, but ultimately, like when you do have a business, like there's definitely things you can do to make sure you're doing to minimize what you have to pay in taxes. So I just remember after that experience, I could do that so much better. And so I put up my little website and I just started doing um, work as a side hustle when I was at the manager level in my corporate job. And then the funny thing is like, I've actually had people tell me this, like they start a side hustle when they're feeling comfortable at work and they have time. And then it's almost like you put this like vibe out there of trying to do bigger, better things. And then you get promoted at work. So I got promoted shortly thereafter to director. And then like nine months later to senior director. And I was like, what is happening? But I kept it together. And actually by, I would say the summer of 2019, mentally, I was ready to just quit because I had started doing some CFO work and I was just, you know, everybody in the accounting world, and I know other jobs are like this too, like we're just working crazy hours and everybody's stressed out. And it's like, for what? Like, what are we doing it for? It's like to line the pockets of 
the quote unquote shareholders, right? And you look at the CEO and they're making millions of dollars. And I'm like, why, what am I doing this for? You know? So I had started just seeing like through my side hustle work, like how I could actually make an impact on business owners. And I realized like, it's hard to find good financial help when you're a small business, because people just aren't there. You just don't have the same level of talent that, you know, you have at the bigger firms that or at the bigger companies. So I was ready to quit, but I got pregnant with my first son and I thought like, well, it's crazy to quit when you've got maternity leave benefits, all that stuff. So I stayed on and he was born in March of 2020. And then literally two weeks later, the whole world shut down (laughs) And I quit my job anyways, after maternity leave, because I just felt like so strongly that that was my, like what I was just passionate about, what I wanted to spend my time doing. So I figured if I worked as hard as I did at my corporate job, that surely I could make a living off of it, if not more. So, you know, I quit my job and had a baby. And I would say I went full-time with my business last summer. So like around probably August of 2020. And since then, it's just been sort of crazy. I now have two full-time employees, a part-time employee, a part-time VA. Um, I'm hiring a tax person and I support myself and I support the nanny that we have for my son. So like, it's crazy to think like, this is what you can do when you like run a business and run it so that it's profitable. Like I can use that to support other people, which is just, it's crazy to look back at the last year and think all that you know, we've done. So that is sort of my, my journey from like corporate world to business owner. It's been a a roller coaster for sure. Oh my gosh. That is, that is incredible. I I love your story. And I, I'm, I laughed when you were talking about, you know, you're working in your corporate job, you've started this side hustle, you know, your heart and your mind are in that side hustle and then you get promoted. I had, I, the same thing happened to me. I, I just laugh because it, and it sounds like many people that, you know, too, that same thing happened. Yeah. But you, yeah. You're like, okay. And you know, I'm still moving forward in, in serving in the way that my heart wants. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely a time when everything was shut down and I looked at my husband, I'm like, am I crazy for quitting this job and a good salary and benefits and all of that? And he's like, he's great. He's like, I will support you in whatever you want to do. Right. Which is so the right answer. (laughs) He's a good guy, but you know, I just was so tired of doing just the corporate grind. Like, you know, for some people it's great. They like the stability of it, but for me, it just wasn't really fulfilling like that extra sort of need that I have. But yeah, I, I honestly feel like, I don't know if it's just, you're putting this energy out into the world when you start a side hustle and then you, it's sort of, I don't know if it forces you to be more efficient at your job and you just get better just because like, I don't know, but I've had multiple people say that the same thing happened where they started their side hustle and then they got promoted at work. And it's just like, what is happening? And like, it causes a lot of self-doubt too. Of Like, should I quit now? Like I'm seeing success over here and running a business is not easy. So 
Yeah. And it is for many people, as you said, you know, the, the, the corporate life, it, it has a lot of, lot of benefits and, and literal benefits as well, which is great, but there's, and it's, it works for so many, but there's sometimes just that inkling where you're like, I think there's a little bit more here for me, more that I'm called to, to do. And bravo for, for being brave and, and listening to that. And, and especially in March of 2020, <laughs> Like that's some timing right there. <laughs> I know I couldn't have timed it better, but yeah, no, I mean, it's true. It's just like, I just didn't want to keep grinding away and being stressed out and doing all of that. When I have a son, like I want to be able to spend time with him and I don't want to feel like I have to sit at my desk, my desk job until five or 6 PM every day or later, you know? So that was all just sort of led up to me saying, you know what, like, this is the right choice and it's scary, but I'm going to do it. And worst case, like I can always go back and get another job, which I haven't had to do thankfully, but yeah, I mean, that really is the worst case. Like there's just nothing, nothing really holding you back. Right. Um, uh, and then the, I guess the regret would be much worse. So good for you. Yes. Yeah, no, the regret would be worse. And, you know, even if you start as a side hustle, I think it's just nice to go ahead and even if it's scary, just put yourself out there because things take time to grow. Like I'm seeing the benefits now of stuff that I put into place in, you know, March, April of this year. Like I'm just now seeing the benefits of it. So I think just like putting it out there and maybe it was nice. It was a good thing that I stayed at my job for longer because it enabled me to like get everything together and be in a better place for when I did make the jump. So yeah, lots of, lots of good things come from just kind of putting yourself out there, I think. Yeah, 100%. And then, and your timing is the exact right timing. There's never like before or later, like it's your timing was right on time. So yeah. good for you. <laughs> so you're, you're obviously passionate about serving other women business owners and helping them understand their finances. And, you know, as yoga teachers, as small business owners and women, I know that we need to hear some amazing like tips from you and just kind of that dollar 98 of like, how do we understand our finances is, is essentially small business owners. Like, where do you even start? Yeah, well, that's a good question. And, you know, when you start your business, like you really you probably are doing it all on your own, right? And um, I think it's just important to really pay attention to like knowing your numbers and you can make it as easy or hard as you want to. Like you don't have to use QuickBooks. I know QuickBooks is like the quote unquote best software. I use it for my clients, but I know it's overwhelming to some people. So if it overwhelms you, if it's going to make you procrastinate, like don't use it. I have some of my tax clients who they do all of their stuff in a Google sheet and it works. I think like the best thing you can do is just to create a separate business account. If you don't already have one, just totally separate out your business stuff and your personal stuff. Um, I actually had a client who I am onboarding now who was in business, has been in business for five years. And I think she started her business just sort of as a hobby, but then it exploded and has turned into her job, but she didn't have a separate LLC setup, which is fine. Like you don't have to have an LLC, right? You don't have to, but it is nice. Um, she didn't have one set up. She didn't have a separate business account. And so 
she was like, I have no idea how much money I have because it just goes into my main checking account, all my deposits. And I just kind of spend whatever's there, but she's in a place where she wants to be able to grow her business and hire people. And I was like, okay, step one is set up a business account. So all of that is to say, just don't be ashamed. If you feel like, oh my God, I haven't done this. Like I'm so behind, you know, just start now. And so open up a separate account, even if you have an LLC or not, even if it's under your name, um, just get a free checking account and start putting all of your business deposits into there. And then all of your expenditures come out of there because that way, right? Like you can very quickly just run down your list of like, here's all the money in, here's all the money out. Like, how did I do this month? It's just way easier than trying to sift through your main account. Um, so I think that's really important just to start off with. And the other things that I think are really important when you start is just to set yourself up with the right pricing and with paying yourself. Um, I think a lot of people don't pay themselves when they first start and they're almost like afraid to pay themselves um, and or they don't price correctly. And so they're like, stressing out about like having to take more and more and more work on because they're charging such a low price. They just kind of constantly are in this cycle of hustle, right? So I think, you know, being a little bit strategic about how much you price your stuff at so that, you know, you know, like this is my goal. This is my capacity to do this number of packages, this number of clients and sort of backing into, well, what would that price look like? Um, and then once you have that set down, like how much can you pay yourself on a regular basis? Even if it's like not enough, quote unquote, to like pay your bills or meet your savings goals or whatever, like just getting into the habit of literally transferring money out of your business account over to your personal account is just a really good habit to get into so that you are accustomed to actually paying yourself for the work that you do in your business. Cause a lot of people just don't, they don't pay themselves. And then they end up going into personal debt to fund their business when really they need to shift and just set up their business the right way to fund their personal goals. So I feel like that was a lot, <laughs> but those are kind of like my top, my top things, I think. No, that is, that's so good and so approachable. And I think you nailed it. It's like that very first thing is just separating your expenses, your income into that business account. That's, and there are so many choices out there to, to make that happen for wherever people are and in options to meet you where you are. Um, there's just so many, so many ways to go about it. Um, you know, I've done, I've done the spreadsheet. I have, I have QuickBooks. Like I, I sometimes look at both just to kind of see. Um, but yeah, it's just, that's so important. And the, the point that you made about paying yourself, uh, wow, that's so true. And so, um, it's so pertinent for me. Uh, it is it's something that I have, I haven't felt like I was like, well, I haven't made enough money to pay myself. So it'll just stay in the business account, but you say, get started now. So you start building that muscle, that habit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, if you leave it in your business account, right. What's it doing? Like, what's the purpose of it? Right. Like, I think a lot of people get hung up on like, well, what if I have to pay all of this in taxes? And I get that. I know that taxes are crazy. Um, and that's something else I talk about too, is just like having a system, right? I tell people 
set up a separate business checking account, but then also set up a tax account. And this can also be under your name, right? But have a separate tax account and just put money in there so that you always know if I need to make a tax payment, this is where it's going to come from. And then whatever money is left in your business account, you're free and clear and you can pay yourself, right? You can invest in something for your business, right? But I think people really tend to get hung up on like, well, I'm afraid to take the money out of my business account because I'm afraid I'm going to owe it all in taxes, right? So I think that's another good tip. So add that to my list, open up a tax account and just save some money in there. I try to say like, do about 20 to 25% of your income for the month, right? Income after your business expenses, take 20, 25%, just slide it over to a tax account. And then whatever's left in your main one, you know, use however you see fit. Yeah, that's, that's really, really good advice and very approachable. Like it's just have a separate account. And so you always know if you're feeling that inkling of like, oh, I'm so afraid of seeing this crazy bill at the end of the year or end of the quarter, depending on how you pay your taxes, like you've got it. It's right there. All you have to do is take a look. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, you've got it. And then if your tax bill ends up being lower, sweet, you have an extra like slush fund, (laughs) right? Um, But yeah, and I have people too, like it does happen where if you make money, if you have income from your business, like you are going to have a tax bill. And so it just, it really goes a long way towards giving you like peace of mind and helping you feel less overwhelmed. So definitely. Yeah. I feel like so much, so much of understanding our finances, you know, even personal or business is this kind of nebulous quality when, when things are unknown and it just having that, it's like, okay, I just put 25% into this account. It lives there. I will revisit when it's time to pay taxes. And so you just kind of take that off your shoulders and you can focus more on your business. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I find that when that's actually a good word, it feels nebulous, right? You just don't know what's coming. And I see a lot of people almost just do like the head in the sand, right? Like if I pretend it's not there, it will go away, (laughs) but I'm here to tell you it will not go away. It will always be there. And so we just need to make it easy, like make it easy to address the things that are causing you stress and Put it, out, put it out of your mind so you can in turn go back and focus on whatever it is that you do best. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really amazing advice. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit about like, you know, for like first steps, like how do we even get started? Um, let's talk a little bit about like tracking metrics and KPIs and what all of that even means and yeah. kind of mystify that a bit. Yeah. So I say the words like metrics and KPIs and it makes people like, oh, what is a KPI? So we'll talk about it. Um, All that I really mean is it's important to know how you're doing, right? Like your financial data is data. It's really important data about your business. And if you truly want to run a business that, you know, helps you meet your own financial goals, like you need to understand how you're doing. And so if you put everything through a separate business account, you use a spreadsheet, you use QuickBooks, FreshBooks, whatever it is, every month after you kind of get everything categorized, just look at your financial statements, like pull up your profit and loss. That's the most important one for most people. Pull it up and see how you're doing. And there's different things that you want to look at and you want to make sure you understand when you look at your profit and loss, your P&L. So first and foremost is sales. 
how are my sales doing? Um, how are they trending over time, month over month, year over year? Just knowing like, am I up? Am I down? Um, I also like to encourage people to, it's a really simple fix, but if you lump everything into one line, like QuickBooks defaults to sales, right? That's your sales account. I actually like to create a different account for different packages that I offer. So I'll use me as an example. I have virtual CFO, I have a tax package, and I have a course. And so I have three sales lines for each of those things. So if you ask me, like, where does my money come from? I know it's this package, right? Or I can see, like, if I'm promoting my, my tax package, because we're coming up on an estimated tax payment, if I'm promoting my tax package, like, I should be able to see that line increase. And it just sort of, like, demystifies where does my money come from if you just make this really easy, quick fix and, like, break it out on your P&L so you can pull it up at any time. So sales is obviously really important. Um, then just knowing like, what are your expenses? So where do you spend money? Whether it's marketing, maybe you hire contractors, a VA, um, you know, any number of things. Um, maybe you have to rent space. Like how much is that? Um, you know, just all the different expense categories, like being able to answer the question, well, you had $10,000 in sales this month where did that money go, right? Like, what did you spend it on? And really the next question from there is, was that the right place to spend it? Like, did it result in, you know, something good for your business, right? Did you put money into a new website? Like, does that actually result in new customers? And you can kind of see that on your, your financial statements. Um, the other thing is knowing how much you've paid yourself, right? So like, I talk about you have to pay yourself, but I like to see that in your financial statements and see, well, I made $10,000 in sales. I spent $4,000 on expenses and I paid myself $1,000. And I'm like, well, where do the other $5,000 go, right? We're going to take some and allocate it to cash or cash. I meant taxes. <laughs> We're going to allocate some of that to taxes. And then the rest is like, well, now you make a choice. Do you pay yourself? Hopefully you pay yourself more, Right. Or do you want to invest it in something else? So sales, sales trends over time, expenses, and then really you want to look at your gross, not gross, net profit. So income minus expenses is your profit. And that's just how much money do you have left over, right? The higher, the better. Um, I would say I generally like to see it at least, you know, enough so that you can pay yourself a decent salary and then have, you know, 10% of sales left over. So that means that you have like a healthy business. And honestly, a lot of service providers, when you are, you know, kind of up and running and you're making sales, like you probably don't have a ton of overhead expenses. And so that profit might even be higher, but if it's less than 10% of your sales, then that's probably a little low. That either means your prices are too low or you spent money that you probably didn't have. Um, so that's what I mean. And like KPIs, I'll use an example with my KPI. So KPI is key performance indicator. It's just like a number that you use to track what how your business is performing. So an example for me is I have monthly recurring clients and I have a KPI and that is dollars per client, right? So I know if I've got 
$10,000 in sales, let's say I've got five clients, that means each client was worth $2,000 versus, you know, earlier in my business, when I was like wildly undercharging, like that might've been, you know, $400 a client. And that is just a number. So I track that over time to say like, I want that particular KPI for me to be higher because that tells me I'm selling more of the bigger packages. Um, you know, and that could be the same for like a yoga teacher or somebody like that. It could be like, you know, dollars per class, dollars per student, right? Like just something to sort of track, like how much you're making every time you go out there and like teach somebody, right? So a KPI, it's sort of like just another way to see like how your business is doing in an actual number, right? Because you can say like, I think my business is doing well or I feel like I could be doing better, but like that number doesn't lie, you know, like the number is the number and you can track that over time and like see like measurable progress against your goals. So hopefully that explains what I mean when I say just like understand your numbers and then track how you're doing, look at your KPIs, look at your P&L, like just understanding how your business is doing so that you can use that to make decisions about what to do next. Yes, that, that's very easy to understand and, and super approachable. It is sort of scary when we throw these acronyms, PLs, KPIs, you know, all, all, all the alphabet soup when it comes comes to finance and, and it you just demystified. You just made it so easy to understand. It's just it's just understanding what's coming in, what's going out, how much you're paying yourself. Where is it going for taxes and what tracking method do you want to use as your, as your KPI? Like that's, that's really approachable and understandable. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So good. Um, I could think of like so many more questions I have too. I'm just like percolating. It's like, oh, I just like want to open QuickBooks and take a look and like start firing up questions. <laughs> this is so good. So um, instead of me doing that, um, if you could go back in time and give yourself a bit of advice when you're starting your business, maybe something that would uh, alleviate a huge headache from the finance side of, of, of your business. Um, what would that be? And what could we do to implement that, that tip right now? Yeah, no, I know exactly what it is. And that is pricing. Um, so when I started, I see a lot of women do this. There's just a lot about pricing that isn't even necessarily like a finance skill. You know, like you could call me a numbers person, quote unquote, <laughs> but I still wildly undercharge myself. Like I can talk to people all day about how to price their stuff. But when it came to doing mine, I was just so, I don't know, I guess I lacked confidence, right? And what I was going to be able to charge. So I do this exercise with my clients where I ask a question like, how much do you want to make every month? How much money do you need to like pay your bills, to save money for retirement, right? To pay down debt, like how much do you need? And eventually they'll come back to me with a number. And then we from there sort of back into, okay, so you're going to have these expenses in your business. We're going to allocate some for taxes and we back into a revenue goal like an intentional revenue goal, because a lot of people just start off and they're like, oh, I want to make $10,000 a month or $20,000 a month, right? Just because it sounds good. But ultimately you want it to be the number that will help you meet your actual personal goals. Cause that's what your business is there for. Right? So I started off 
I had this like revenue goal and I charge people, I just started doing bookkeeping, right? Because that's what everybody does, bookkeeping and taxes. And, you know, those are lower value service offerings. Um, and I started off charging people like two, three, four hundred $400 a month. And if my revenue goal is $10,000, I can't do the math. I'm really bad at quick math off Thanks the top of my head. I'm just so used to having a calculator. So even at $400, right, which is on the higher end of what I was charging, I have to have 25 clients every month to meet, to make $10,000, like 25 clients in my situation, because I'm a CPA, because I can talk about taxes and planning and strategy, people were asking me all that stuff and asking me questions. And, you know, as a people pleaser, I'm going to answer and try to be helpful. Um, but that just led to me being overwhelmed and super burned out because I was trying to maintain a really high quality, high level of service for a very low price point. And since then, um, I actually stopped taking clients on earlier this year for a few months because I felt like I was just going into burnout mode and just working all the time, you know, just not able to keep my head above water. And I was like, this is what I left my corporate job for, right? I don't want to be burned out. So I had to just press pause and I was afraid to not do bookkeeping. I was afraid to like take that away and only offer, you know, like the full CFO service because it's a higher price point. It's a higher value service, right? I was afraid that I wouldn't find clients. Um, so that's what I mean when I say like, there's more than just like being good at the numbers. It's like totally about your mindset and your confidence, which as women, we just don't tend to value what we do as high. So I will say though, I shuffled around what I do um, earlier, like several months ago. And, you know, now my prices are, it's crazy to say, but they're like triple or more what they used to be not for doing the same service. So I'm not charging like triple the amount for bookkeeping, but I've just totally changed the service offerings to where I've packaged the bookkeeping and the tax work in with other high value things that, um, you know, I don't price that on an hourly basis. I do more of like a value-based pricing. So I know that when I work with businesses, I'm going to help them save like thousands of dollars by having a strategy. So I charge more money for that. And so if I could go back to myself like years ago, if I knew then what I knew now, if I was confident enough in myself, I would have started off doing the more high value work so that I could charge more money and get to this point faster. Um, so all of that is to say, like, just not being scared to charge. I don't like to say charge what you're worth, because to me, it's not about your worth as a human being. It's just charging, getting away from this idea of like the hourly work and really being confident and saying like, I'm helping somebody have this transformation, right? That's huge. So I should be able to charge more money for that, right? Or on the flip side, if you feel so averse to raising your prices, then maybe you need to say like, okay, I'm going to pull back on what's I'm, what I'm offering, right? Like 
you don't necessarily have to raise your prices, but you have to, if you don't want to raise your price, but you feel burned out, maybe you just pull back on what's included in that so that you're not like so stressed out trying to make ends meet. So definitely pricing. It is a journey for everybody and it's scary. (laughs) I know from personal experience, but I am so glad that I did what I did because it enabled me to feel less stressed. It enabled me to hire more people so that I can get out of the weeds in my business um, and spend more time doing what I want to do, which is doing stuff like this, educating people. I have a course that I just put out, um, you know, trying to get out to more and more people enabled me to really focus on that instead of just constantly hustling. So Mm, that is invaluable. I, I can't even like wrap my brain around like how good that is because it's just so common for us as women to, as you said, just not feel confident enough to say, this is my price. And, and even, you know, maybe we do put it out there and someone's like, oh, I can't do that right now. You're like, oh, it's all about me. It's all about the price. It's wrong. And it, it, and I'm sure it's a forever process as we iterate in our businesses and what we offer. And, you know, just what you said too, is like, even if you don't feel confident enough at raising your prices, um, so you're not having to take on 25 clients in order to, to make ends meet, um, you know, take a look at what you're, what you're putting out there and make sure that, you know, it's matching, it's matching the value, it's matching the price. And if it's not, maybe you pull a few things back that are really, like you said, keeping you in the weeds. Yeah, actually somebody, one of my business friends, she's um, like a project manager type. And she actually said something that resonated with me. And that was, I guess, as project managers, they have this like triangle and on the three sides of the triangle is time, quality, and cost, right? You've heard this. So you can't have all three. And so when she said that, I realized I'm trying to do low cost, high quality and quick turnaround. Like I can't do all of that. So if you don't want to move the cost section, right, do the other two, right? Slower time or lower quality or just quality maybe isn't the best word, but just less, less included in there. And actually like I, (laughs) I have to hold myself back, like on, you know, when I'm talking to people from yelling at them, like you need to raise your prices, but there's like a few signs that I know it's time for somebody to raise their price. If you are booked out constantly, right. If you're booking out, I actually have a photographer friend who she's always posting about, oh, I only have a few spots left and she's booked up for 2021 already. And I'm like, girl, you need to raise your prices. Like, here's your sign. People are flocking to you. Yes. For me, my sign was everybody was saying yes. Like every time I had a sales call, everybody said yes. And you know why they said yes? Because they knew that they were going to get a lot for a very low price. Um, so if you're booked out all the time or, um, everybody's saying yes to you, then those are like some surefire signs that you need to raise your prices. Mm, yeah, that, that's a real, that's really good. Like real time data too. You're just like, you don't have any room on your calendar. Maybe you add in another day that you're seeing clients or um, you're teaching and it's just packed. Then yeah, you need to, you need to reevaluate for sure. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Um, and I love that the project management triangle that you mentioned too, because yeah, you can't have all three. You really can't. It's just can't. Awesome. And as women, I think, especially we like to over deliver and undercharge and 
Yeah. I don't know. When she said that to me, I know that's not like a finance thing, but it just really resonated. And I realized like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to max out on everything and you just can't, you just can't do it. So it's really great lens, no matter what industry we're in. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned your course. I was going to ask like, what cool stuff do you have coming out? How can we find out about it? Tell us more. Yeah. So I, for a long time have wanted to do a course, um, because a lot of business owners I find have the same issues where they feel stressed out and overwhelmed. And they're like, well, you know, if you get to the point where you know what you're selling, like, you know what your business is, but you just aren't sure like what to do next. Taxes overwhelm you. Maybe you want to hire some people or grow your business and you just don't know how to do that. Like, when can you afford it? How can you do that? So I created my course to answer all of those questions. So I hopefully, I think by the time this comes out, I will be starting it that week um, on September 16th. And it's basically, I down, I take, I took everything that's in my head about what business owners need to know to like grow their business, not from like the sales and marketing side, but the finance side. So literally everything that you need to know from when you're starting your business up until you're making like six figures, um, all of it is in that course. And I've tried to break it down in a way that is not scary and overwhelming. And so I have like videos all of my best like templates and calculators and worksheets and things. Um, and then I'm doing a weekly Q and a, um, session with me live. So as you work through it, we do a module a week. I'm not teaching it live. I want you to do it beforehand, absorb it, work on it in your business, and then come back with questions because I know there will be questions and there should be. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I, like I said, I've been working to, you know, hire more people so that I can kind of get the the knowledge out to more people, like how to make growing a profitable business, how to make that less scary and more accessible for everybody. Because if you're a business owner, like you totally deserve to pay yourself. You deserve to meet your goals. You deserve to have the lifestyle that you want, the time freedom, the financial freedom, all of that. And I think so much of it hinges on just having your financial situation, you know, sorted out. So Actually, I think I meant to make a coupon code for anybody who's interested in it and I forgot to do it, but I will do a 15% off. I'll give you the code after this. You can maybe like post it. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think that'd be great. So if anybody's interested, there's that, um, you know, if you're not ready for that yet, I totally understand. Just come find me on Instagram. I'm out there at young co CFO. I try to give like free tips and, you know, advice every week. I've been doing a weekly Wednesday live, just kind of talking about things that are on my mind, things I think people need to know. So lots of information there too. Awesome. Yes. If you guys are not following Sarah, go ahead and do that because she's putting out some amazing free content. You're going to want to find out about her course when it launches. And I'll be sure to share that incredibly generous coupon code for the course. Um, then the episode should be dropping that week. So it's going to be perfect. And yeah, we'll share all that in the, in the links as well. So thank you so much. This was so much fun. I never knew how much fun this type of conversation could even be. And I'm kind of excited to go play in QuickBooks now. (laughs) Yeah. 
Finance should be fun. I think I made this my new tagline because somebody said to me, you made finance fun for me. And I was like, that is such a great tagline. Like, I don't, I don't want it to be this like stuffy, overwhelming, scary thing. Like this is your business and this is your life. And like, you need to, you know, take action to meet your goals. And honestly, your money is going to help you get there. So I want it to be fun. And I so appreciate you having me on. It was good. I hope everybody who listens, got some good information out of it. And um, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I know they did. Thank you. Thank you so much. That episode with Sarah was so great. I hope you learned as much as I did. She just offers finance up in a way that's so approachable. And I'm grateful that she spent some time with us. If you are interested in the course she mentioned, it's called Six Steps to Financial Clarity. And Marketing Off the Mat listeners get 15% off. The course launches on the 16th. And just enter promo code uh, MOTM. That's M-O-T-M in your checkout uh, bar and you will get 15% off just for listening to this conversation. So um, her links are all in the show notes. So check those out. Have a beautiful rest of your day. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Map podcast. I love hanging with you as we figure this thing out together. Do you have an idea or something to share with me? Send me a DM on Instagram at at jessicacross.co and let me know what's on your mind. I'd be so grateful if you shared this with someone who could use this episode. And if you get a chance, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch you on the next episode. See ya.